Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all are continuing to enjoy these conversations, continuing to have these conversations with people in your circle. Yes, we have them on social media. Yes, we have them through the podcast. But it's more important that you are able to have these conversations with your friends, with your cousin, them, people at work. That's the only way that we are all going to be able to grow and continue to try to form healthy and happy relationships. So if you missed last week, boy, you missed a good one. We were joined by mental health advocate Davon Brelove, a fellow classmate of mine from Tennessee State University. You know, I just got to shout that out every time I get a chance. Shout out to the HBCUs. And we talked about how to switch things up. What do you do when what you've been doing for so long used to work and now it no longer works? Switching up the strategies in dating, switching up the strategies in life, Like, how do you do that? And Bree Love gave us some really key, like practical steps for how to make that shift and get unstuck when you're in a rut. So if you haven't heard that episode, listen, I'm okay. Go ahead, pause this one, go back, listen to that one. It's called Leading with Love and gain that information there. But this week, um, I do want to give a shameless plug. Listen, wake up and love relationship community is in full effect. We just completed one of our our first month, which is entitled Relationships Take Effort. And listen, every, excuse me, not every day, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have licensed psychiatrists, marriage and family therapists, licensed clinical social workers, professional counselors, sexologists, certified marriage and relationship coaches that are able to give practical tools on starting and maintaining healthy relationships. And I started this community with my friend Jamel Jackson, and we just finished our first week. We had people on there such as Quest Green, who is the director of Eric Thomas and Associates, thank God I'm married department. We had Shannon and Shirley Austin, who are over Marriage Inc. and are doing great work with being authentic about what marriage really looks like and what it takes. And we debunked this myth that relationships are going to be hard. What we said is there are going to take effort. It is going to take effort. So if you're looking for a community where weekly you can have access to professionals in the space and also get a caring, connecting community where you can talk and get real answers for how to go about this journey called love, Go ahead on over to wakeupandlove.com. That's W-A-K-E-A-N-L-O-V-E.com and join us there. But I know why you all are here. 
You're here for the conversations. And this episode is going to be no different. I have an, another amazing guest that's going to be joining us today. So let me go ahead and get them in here. All right. All right. So guess go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Anisha Sharp, and um, I am a certified life coach. Uh, I'm also an ordained minister. I am an author. Um, I teach people how to write books. I have a publishing company. Um, and so those are some of the major things that I do. I have a few communities. Um, one was strictly for women, and uh, we have elevated to a community now that is for men and women. It's called the Love University. And it actually launches this month. So I'm super excited um, just to be doing the work in the area of relationships. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the fact that more people are doing communities yes. around relationships. Because think about, man, we got it for business. We have it. We have it for health. Why not in an area that is very impactful and, and influences us on so many levels, which is relationships. So I'm glad to hear you have that. I look to support you and your endeavor in that. Like that sound, like I'm excited for that kind of stuff. So we're gonna go ahead and get into, into some get to know you question. Okay. So I'm really big on self-care, taking care of yourself, prioritizing your health, your spiritual side, your emotional side, all of that. So when you need to disconnect from the world, when you need to get away from everybody to take some time for yourself and recharge, what are some things you like to do? Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've come to this thing where I know for women, sometimes we're like getting our nails done or getting our hair done or pedicure. Well, I'll say a pedicure can be self-care, but I think nails and hair, that's kind of more of an upkeep thing. Um, so for me, I love doing a day spa, um, getting relaxed. Obviously, travel is always a, a good getaway, but sometimes that can be a hustle bustle. So I've learned to just really make sure that I'm checking in with myself at the end of the week. I do a lot of journaling. Um, so at the end of my day, um, I do a lot of journaling, um, meditating for me. Um, and just really for me, it's that introspective place. I do like to read. So for me, it's it's quiet time. It's it's checking in with me, checking with um, all the things I have going on. How is it affecting my day, my week? Um, so for me, it's those types of things. It's those things of just quiet time, um, unpacking my thoughts and locating myself. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like the spa idea. Yes. I wish I could get to them more because it's just so relaxing. I like when I fall asleep. Do you fall asleep during like the either massage or sometimes the spa stuff because I'll be falling asleep. It depends. I mean, sometimes you have people who want to talk to you the whole time, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but when you don't, um, I do, I, I do fall asleep. I like facials too. Facials are very relaxing uh, for me as well. And I, it's, it was interesting. I was reflecting over last year. It was kind of a challenging year for me. And I cannot tell you how many spa days I had, <laughs> I had as a result, but I knew that was just me making sure but I was pouring back into myself because it was such a challenging year. Mm. And I always tell people, don't feel bad about going to what recharges you. Yes. You never see people get upset at us going to the court to charge in our cell phones. You never hear anyone say, why are you charging yourself your phone so much? Right. Well, it needs energy so it yes. can be yes. productive so we can, can continue to use it. So why not use what works for us often? Absolutely. So, yeah. So I definitely am someone who loves food mm. and I'm always curious about what other people like to eat. So if you had one final meal that you were going to eat, 
what would it consist of? Oh God. I mean, does it have to be like one, t- like, okay. So I love seafood um, and sushi is my favorite food. So it would definitely have to be something with sushi, some type of sushi and some type of uh, salmon. I'm really not a big steak eater. And I got to be honest with you, I really like sides. So I'm a, I'm the kind of person where, you know, I like some greens or um, and I can eat it by, the, by itself. Um, not really mashed, but like uh, I love beans. So I don't know. That's kind of probably a Southern thing. Um, so I, I would probably have a mosh podge of just different things that I like. But mainly, as long as it's some type of seafood, as long as it's some type of sushi, um, and I love greens and cabbage. I love cabbage as well. Okay, okay. So <laughs> question. <kind> of <laughs> so, so hey, is I'm gonna start calling this segment the Last Supper. That's what I'm gonna start yeah. calling it. <laughs> it could be whatever you want. I believe <laughs> Jesus didn't have just one little <laughs> right one little I mean, of lamb. There's probably a bunch of stuff there. So I yeah. get it. So when you say sushi, are you like a raw sushi eater, or do you stay on the California roll side and play it safe? Mm-hmm. I do it all. I mean, I love um, cooked sushi, but I love raw sushi. I love it. I mean, I've probably had, I've been eating sushi for over 10 years. So I can pro- I can tell you, I probably had every type you could think of. Types with squid in it. Um, now they have all these new ones that just are like, I think I saw one the other day. It was like a some type of burger sushi. It was really kind of different. But um, but yeah, I I love it all. Mm. See, so some of my friends be getting on me saying I'm not a real sushi eater because I don't go for a lot of the raw stuff. So I don't know that. I guess that's going to be a thing in the sushi community forever. But finally, have you never tried raw because you got to if you have it. No. So I have tried raw. It just okay. didn't go over well. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. It didn't go well. I went out there, stuck my toe in the deep end and quickly <laughs> came back to the shallow end. But last question. When you think of the word love, what mm-hmm. comes to mind? Oh, my God. It's my favorite word. Um, I love everything about love. Um, I think of a place of safety. I think of a place of feeling like you're home, um, being seen, uh, kindness, understanding, peace. Um, it's just the ultimate. When I, when I talk about love, it is just that ultimate place of being seen, heard, understood, respected. And even in the difficult moments of love, love is still able to shelter tough times. So I really, I don't know what your audience, you know, the listeners that you have, but um, I am a Christian. And so I, I really get a lot of my understanding of the way love should be modeled through um, Christ, the way Christ lived. And and so not just this, you know, we all know First Corinthians 13 if you're a Christian, um, but not just that passage, but just how he lived. And so to me, that exemplifies what love is. It is it is the number one thing I believe that God gave us as a space for healing. Um, and I won't go further than that, but I think it's the thing that's attacked the most because of what it can give us. Oh man, see, I love that like this question because I love hearing how people really like tap in. You say love and people go to a different space. Mm-hmm. Everyone I've had on when I ask them that question, you see the shift. Really? Because it does have power. Like it is yeah. powerful. There's a reason why people are going crazy in the dating space and relationship space because love has a lot of power. And then when it's not harnessed correctly, it can do a lot of damage. 
So I'm glad to hear your perspective on what you think of when you hear love. So this is a dating and relationship podcast. And I do want to have a conversation with you. So a lot of people are in the dating space, whether this is their first time getting out there, whether they've been in the pond for a long time. And with the increase in divorce rate, there's a lot of people who once were married and are now jumping back into the pool of dating. And there are a lot of different ways that people are going about this process. Yeah. Research is pretty uncertain of what the best way is. Mm. There, there isn't a particular way that I think people have to do it to be able to get 100% of what they're looking for. Absolutely. I don't see it. But I do think the conversation around dating strategies can be beneficial for people to identify what does and what doesn't work. Yeah. So I went and found some dating strategies and I want to have a conversation okay. about each one. And just let's just talk about let's just flow about what we think uh, about these particular strategies. Okay. All right. So here's the first one. We're in the technology age. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a cell phone. Mostly everybody is on social media and uses technology in multiple ways. Right. There are people who are dating exclusively through social media, through dating apps. That is the extent. They're not getting out and meeting people in real life. They're shooting the shot in the DM. They're going on their Facebook Messenger. They're on Bumble Hinge, Christian Mingle. They're on all of these sites. What are your thoughts on people who use this as their only way of trying to date? You know, um, uh, I'm trying to go the quick way with this answer, but (laughs) I mean, I think I think at one point we had to because we were in a pandemic. Right. And so. You know, people had to find creative ways to connect that, you you know, where you weren't always so much going out on dates. Um, so I, I think that pushed people into that space exclusively. Um, but I do think that there is something about being able to experience a person, um, their energy. You know, that, I mean, you can only get so much on a, you know, on a social app or you can only get so much, um, you know, FaceTiming that you really have to have a moment that you're able to be in their space, in their energy. Um, so I wouldn't say don't use social, you know, social um, um, apps or social media for dating, dating apps, I'm sorry. Um, but I wouldn't make it exclusive just because it leaves you with this facade. Um, I was assistant research the other day uh, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was on CNN. And the gentleman said that we're literally, they're literally trying to figure out ways to help people start to have in-person community because people are spending so much of their time on social media. They're in their mind. They feel like this is a social connection, but what's happening is people are going crazy, literally. Um, And so I believe it's an epidemic that people have started to think that Social media, scrolling, commenting, raging out, whatever you're doing on social media is a real space. And I think in order to really get a chance to know somebody, I'm not saying you can't start on social media. You can't start on an app. But I'm saying at some point you want to be able to venture out into your community and to the point even um, where 
some men don't know how to approach women anymore because they're so used to scrolling, liking, commenting. So they see you out in public and they, they're looking at you, but it's like, are you going to say, are you, are you just going to stare at me? Like, this is awkward. But I just think men literally don't necessarily know how anymore to approach a woman because it's just all been this social space. My goodness. I was just talking about this the other day. It's like it, it people are more bold mm-hmm. when it's behind a screen. Yes. Or swiping left or just messaging. Because one, you don't have to deal with the, uh, the, the look that they may give you, the consequences of the response you may say, all of that. And the confidence part, especially mm-hmm. for uh, relationships, women tend to rate confidence really high on characteristics that they want in a partner. So if you That's can't true. even come up to me and say, hello, how are you doing? I think you're very beautiful. Can I take you out sometime? Then where is this going? Are we just going to be in a textuation ship the whole time? <laughs> like, and, and think about it. Like, I was looking at Pew Research Institute said that 98% of people reported telling the truth on their dating profiles, but only 48% actually like told the truth. The rest lied. Wow. The, the areas that they lied most about was their age. Mm. Their height and weight and job and profession. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's different. Like six foot online may not always be six foot in person. Right. I mean, like, and think about it. Social media has filters. So the pictures you see on Instagram are only the stuff people really want you to see. Absolutely. Not when you're just walking to the mailbox run into the gym like they don't get to see that right and sometimes people have unrealistic expectations yeah. of people in real life so i personally and we're gonna move on i personally think that we got to start getting away from this online social media dating like you said there's something that is said for being in someone's space and energy that yes. can't be replicated that ai can't manufacture those feelings no when you start to really click and you could tell that something is there right so so here's another one. This, <laughs> fellas, listen, I'm just a messenger. So it's the, the go with the flow kind of dating. You know okay. what? I'm just going to get out here. I'm not really going to aim for anything. I'm just going to see what happens. Like, we just going to vibe out. I'm not going to set no expectations or any limits on what we got here. We just going to go with the flow. What are your thoughts on that dating approach? So, you know, I think there's two two perspectives on that. I think that there is a time that I think it's normal to be in that space. You know, if you're just coming out of a divorce, um, that I was there at one point, um, you know, if you're just coming out of a divorce, you've been married for a while, you're just trying to figure out what you like again. Um, you know, I think that um, if you've gotten out of a relationship and you just kind of taking a breather from, you know, really something serious. Um, I think there are spaces where that is okay, but I do think I personally do not enjoy a man who doesn't know what he wants. Um, I just think it speaks to your character, speaks to your leadership, but I'm also a different phase in my life. So um, I think for men who they're like, let's just have fun. Let's just see what things are. I think they definitely need to focus on, you know, connecting with women who are in that same space. I don't knock it. Um, I just personally um, and then the women in my community, because most of them want to be wives, those are not the type of men that I tell them to be interested in because they don't, there's no clarity. And really they probably just want to have a good time and that's okay. 
Um, it's just that's not where you are. So I think for for men who you know decide to be in that space, I think they ought to be comfortable with women who are in that space. And oftentimes, women who are in that space, just like men who are in that space, there's lots of games. There's lots of you know possibilities of heartbreak, mistrust, just all the things that we see plaguing. Um, this space, this convoluted space of relationships, it starts from those types of things, of that unsurety of that, let's just see, let's just really, like, what I'm really saying is I don't want anything serious with you. I don't have a good time and that's okay. Um, but so that's my 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 answer for that. Mm-hmm. Even taking a joy ride in your car tends to have a, a beginning time and an end time. Like we yeah. don't just go until we're on E and never stop and get gas or nothing like that. You'll be surprised how many sessions I'll have with men and women who are upset that it doesn't seem like their relationship is going anywhere. And I say, okay, what expectations? What were your expectations? Well, there weren't any. We were just going with the flow. And I was hoping that something would come of it, that something would grow out of what we were doing. But think about the, the term grow. Growing is very intentional. Yes. It, there's stuff that's put into it. You have to water your plant. You have to aerate the soil. You have to give it sunlight. These are all expectations and a time frame. Certain yeah. plants, you can't put them in the sun the whole time or else they'll burn up and die. You have to remove it. So you have to be able to, especially if you're wanting the relationship to go somewhere, mm-hmm. start having those conversations about what your intentions are and the pace you would like to set. Yeah. Men, we got to be more vocal about that. If, you, if you're just here to be casual, then say that up front. And guess what? You can find someone who is also going casual and at that pace as well. But for some reason, it doesn't seem like the casual people always seem to connect. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't hear too many instances of the people who are like, you know what? We're just going with the flow, meeting up, and it turns out well. It's always someone has an idea of an expectation that wasn't voiced, but they went with the flow not to rock the boat. Yeah. And so. you said the key word intention. I think that's. Just wherever you are, even if you're in a, in a have, you know, have a, a good summer, whatever, all this stuff people say, you know, hot girls from whatever, if, you, if that's where you are, like, just make that known. But I think people who want to live that way, like still having somebody that's serious about them, even if they're not serious about that person, they want to feel like you're serious about me. And so I think that's where we come up against that thing of people just going to like people who are in the same space. They could do that, but they rather have somebody that, you know, they feel is serious about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good points. Good points. Next up, I feel like this dating style is starting to become ever more popular, especially with the emergence of social media, is the checklist people. Mm-hmm. I have a list that people have to qualify for or they don't get a shot. You don't even get to know. It, it's done after you get to a certain box and you don't check it. We're done. Very rigid very um, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on people who have such a list that they want in a partner that they shun every possibility that could also come for it as well? I think those people will spend a lot of time single. They'll spend a lot of time figuring it out um, because they're really, if we're honest with ourselves, I think that we're looking to create this superhuman that fits for us, but we're not mindful if we fit for them as well. Um, just like you're going to have things on 
you know, that you meet somebody, they have things on your list and they're going to be things that you're like, well, we can work on that or we can, you know, we can grow with that. And since my mind and what I teach is more of a long-term relationship perspective, I think when you're looking for somebody that's perfect, you leave no space to grow together. And the purpose of relationship um, and the way that God, you know, created it, um, there was a, a purpose. And at some point, now we don't find this in scripture, but at some point there had to be a growing together because the Bible says they were one. So if you're, if I come in with this list of everything, I'm looking for somebody to be, but then I grow in two years or a, for me, it's a few months, but you know, I'm, you're growing and then you meet somebody and maybe you have some things on your list. You leave no space for there to be this coming together, this growth together. So I think I tell people, you know, have the things that are your non-negotiables, you know, um, but make sure they're healthy. What I call ask, A-S-K, make sure they're healthy, you know, make sure it's not coming from a toxic place, but that it's really something that, you know, is necessary for the growth and development and health of you. But beyond that, um, you know, I think let things kind of develop organically, but there ought to be things definitely, I think, that allow someone to get your attention. Um, and I, I say, when I'm open to someone, they'll get me at the level they unlock me. And so, you know, some people just kind of come in and they're just trying to, you know, like you said, figure it out. And then immediately I'm like, okay, that's going to be a good friend. And this person you put in, you know, in this space. So it just, I think it's just that understanding of, of where you are and the things that you know are like non-negotiables, but then also being open to the development of another human being. Mm. I think the list, the requirements, the expectations, like you said, are going to keep a lot of people single because what you may want may not be what you need. And people hate that. Yeah. They hate the idea that something that is good for me may not come in the form or fashion that I want it. Yeah. Listen, vegetables are not the most <laughs> prettiest things. Like fruits look way better than vegetables, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. But you still need vegetables to grow. Some of them don't taste the best. Yeah. Listen, ginger burns going down, but it'll get your circulation and your blood right. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it doesn't taste the best going down, but it's mm. still good for you. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. I, I wish people could sit on, on some of these like counseling sessions where people come full circle and realize that there are people that I've come in contact with that are actually good for where I'm at now, not who I was. Yes. Because we're ever growing. Mm -hmm. We're always changing. And the person you were that made you write that list may not be the same person when you come in contact with someone that you very well could spend the rest of your life with. Absolutely. But if you're locked in, there's no wiggle room, then you actually block out a lot of possibilities. Absolutely. And if I could add this really quick, I think it comes from a place of fear. Like we feel like if we have this model, that this model can't hurt us. But the truth of the matter is being open to love is a risk. And there will be, it shouldn't be intentional hurt. It shouldn't be toxic. But loving, if you think about, I don't know if you have children or not, but if you think about children or you think about your parents, like there are things they've done to hurt you. They didn't mean to, but they were just being human. And so I think we have to lose this fear and understand that, you know, it's going to require some vulnerability and, and it's okay. And it's okay to, to be with somebody who's still in process in certain areas because you're still in process in certain areas. 
And that's the grace that is completely missing right now. Yes. No one has any grace or compassion for people that they are dating. And it is, there's, there's a lot of, it's cold. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the only way I can ex yeah. explain it is it's cold. And it's coming from a hurt place, a place of scarcity, mm -hmm. and not believing that the truest form of love can come to you. Yes. To you. Not everybody else to you. Yeah. And when you're fearful that you may not get it, you're going to try to do any, everything you can to try to trap it when it comes. Because yes. if I can get the perfect person, I'm not letting them go. I found it. That's not how it works. No. Another group of people. I call these the timeline people. There are, <laughs> listen to this. There are the guys that say, if we're not having sex by the third date, she's gone. And there are women that saying, I'm waiting to put out until 90 days. So what are your thoughts on the timeline, people? They got these timelines for where if someone doesn't do what I want or if someone can't hold out as long as I want, then we can't work. These are the timeline people. <laughs> so is this just timeline for sex or is this just timelines in general? It could be timeline in general. Gotcha. Uh, you know, I do think that you want to have in your mind how much time you're going to spend in the space. Um, I don't think it needs to be rigid. But I do think that provides clarity and allows you not to waste too much time because that's the one thing we cannot get back um, in a space that you don't want to be classified in. So I can't say that I totally just object that idea, um, but I do think it has to be some organic, you know, an organic nature to it, um, where in your mind, you know, there are, there are certain things you're looking for to happen in a certain space. However, being open to the idea that if it doesn't happen in that time, what else is happening that's good? Um, what else is happening that's progressive? What else is happening that's leading up to this goal that I'm looking for in my relationship? So I think when you're looking at it from that perspective, it doesn't give this deadline of like, okay, well, if it's three months and you haven't said you want to go serious. And so let me, you know, um, and then having conversations. But now with the sex thing, I think, um, I don't want to say what I think there, but I just, I think that's crazy. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and here's another thing. Like I've heard men talk about how if she doesn't offer to cook for me in this amount of time, I don't think she's wife and material. If this guy doesn't take me to this level establishment by this time, then he doesn't take me serious. They, they put a lot of timelines on, I think, processes that can be discussed yeah or even things that you can ask for we everyone talks so much about how much communication people need in relationships and how you need to say what you need if you want someone to do something because that's a desire you have talk to them about it mm -hmm. hey i noticed you have it offered to cook for me you know i i've heard some of these dishes that you said you made i would really love to experience that, have that conversation. Hey, I like fine dining. I would love to have that type of experience with you. Is this something that we could explore? Having the conversation, not making it, oh, if they don't do this, then it's gone. Yeah. If, if, if they don't propose by a certain time, then I'm gone. Like there's a lot of things that I think we put time frames on mm -hmm. that 
it's difficult to quantify like that, especially depending on if you're in the same city or long distance, where you're at professionally, where you're at in your life, just in general, these things are going to play a part in the speed at which you go. And I think, and think when people try to control time too much, man, you're not living in the present. You're missing out. You're missing out in the today. And I wish more people would spend more time in today rather than, okay, this time marker marks this amount of progress in the relationship because that's what they're using it to do. They're like, okay, if we hit this by a certain time, then we are on track. Yeah. All right. So here's another one. We got a few more. Now I'm going to go to this last one. I'm going to go to this last one. The love at first sight, Mm -hmm. the hopeless romantics to where they're like, you know what? I know stuff is rough, but I'm just going to dive in. I'm just going to go head over heels fully into it because how else will I know if love really has a chance if I don't just put my whole heart out there? There are, I think this is the opposite side to the people that are overly critical mm-hmm. are the ones that are just diving straight into it. What are your thoughts on just diving head first, love at first sight type of dating strategy? You know, I think you said it. You're diving in. You're Think about when you're diving into water. I mean, have to brace yourself. You have to, you know, put your hand a certain way so the water doesn't slap you in the face. I mean, so it's a whole strategy, um, just diving into water. So I think I can compare to diving into love, where it's just like love at first sight. You don't know if you love somebody until something trying happens to challenge the love. It's just fun. It's cute. It's I like you a lot. I love our conversations. You're new. You're a new car, really, you know, kind of thing. Um, I like the leather seats. I like the smell. I like, you know, so, but it's not until the car breaks down that you're like, okay, do I want to spend the money to get this car fixed? Um, you know, so I don't think we can really quantify it being love until something challenges it. Everybody likes meeting new people. When If that, you know, if that's your person, you like a new person. If the other person was horrible, this person's new, they're funny. And yet you're not even seeing all the aspects of their personality. So you're only liking the fun part of the, the what is that? When the intro part of the dating, there's a name I call it. I can't think of right now. But the infatuation part. Yes. You like the infatuation. You like that they're different than the last person or there are some similarities, but it's better. Um, so you can't really say it's love. It's just a strong like. It's a strong attraction. And then if you're, you know, a person who, is jumping into sex quickly, then it could be just you pursuing that, the fun, the chase of that. Um, so I, I don't think that's a healthy way to build or develop a relationship. Yeah. If, if you really want long-term relationship, trust me, you'll have an opportunity to, to try that, to see if you really love them. Because tough times, ooh, yeah. wee, let me tell you how they really are a reality check. Yeah. And and very soon in dating and relationships, you don't really get that reality check. You're still somewhat shielded because of distance, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not living together. There's still that space that's between you to mitigate some of the challenges. Even if there is a let's say there's a depth in the family. If you are not like in the same space all the time, there's still some distance to kind of shield you from what they're experiencing. So you don't necessarily take it on. But when you're living with them and you're seeing the grieving process, that's completely different. Now it's not all fun and games. 
Now right. the rose-colored glasses aren't there. And now, like, how do I console someone who doesn't want to talk to me? They're not eating and they haven't showered because they're just devastated by a catastrophic event. Yeah. And I think people don't think about that when they're all in love, <laughs> when the endorphins are going off, when the dopamine is happening, like they don't think about that. Yeah. So, so we're going to go ahead and transition into our final okay. segment of the show, and that's Flip the Script. And Flip the Script is a segment of the show where our guest provides a simple tool or strategy for how to deal with a specific challenge or situation that we discussed in the show. So you ready for your question? Yes. Someone may be out there listening. They're like, yo, I've been using too many of these strategies and it hasn't worked. Yeah. What is something that they can do to begin the process of identifying a healthy dating strategy for their life? That's a very good question. Um, I want people to understand that there is so much relationship content all over. I mean, you know, you can hardly look at anything now and it's not somebody with a perspective. So I think it's it's one of those things I call eat the meat, spit out the bones, um, figuring out what really works for me. And then once you take a little bit of what I wouldn't even say take all of it, unless you're with somebody that you trust as a therapist or a coach. That's giving you a type of model that really fits, you know, fits you. Uh, and then uh, once you decide that, getting really authentic with yourself, like what is it that you really, really want um, in relationship? Now, I don't mean the checklist. I mean, what is it that speaks love to you? What is it that speaks kindness? What is it that speaks caring? What does that look like? And then are you showing up in areas where you have an opportunity to love people that way? Because I firmly believe that who you are attracts what you desire. So are you already practicing being this person? Um, and then be patient. Sometimes I think we want something so bad that we run it away. And you said it earlier. It shows up. It's checklist. You're like, I'm not letting this go. But it's the anxiety around it. Everything has energy. And if your energy is always anxious and nervous, nobody wants to be around that feeling. So I would say, you know, getting getting a very um, intentional about what you want, really asking yourself those hard questions, and then making sure you're on a constant flow of some type of self-development or healing. Um, that's going to be very important because just the world we're in right now is so traumatizing. And if you're not making sure you're constantly dealing with that, there's a chance that you can bleed that into other relationships. So just making sure you're in a good space. And then figuring out for you, what's the best place for me to begin to date? Get out. Go, go, you know, go to the mall, go to the movies, go to concerts, um, you know, go to events in your city, travel. Uh, and so making sure you're getting out there. But I would say take some of the pressure off. Understand that if you're wanting a long lasting relationship, that is going to require some time. It's not going to be a thing that just happens overnight. And so be patient with yourself, be patient with the people you're meeting. And I always say, um, leave people better than you met them. You're all because you're sowing seeds. And so you want to make sure that even when you're interacting with people, that you're going beyond this is what I want, this is what I need. Like, what are you adding to them? Um, and I know that sounds like a lot of, of tools, but it really is a more of a healthier way 
to do life and do relationships, that it allows you to actually enjoy the experience. That it doesn't become so anxious and this has to happen and you're not developing yourself and you're not reaching your goals. You're just so focused on getting a man, getting a woman, getting sex, that you've literally turned yourself into something unhealthy. So I know that's a lot, um, but I believe to really have a healthy, successful relationship, it requires a lot. And there you have it. If you didn't have a strategy, she just laid out a complete strategy guide for you. Anisha, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Please let everybody know where they can find you on social media and on the internet. Absolutely. So I'm all over everything pretty much as Anisha Sharp. Um, but I am on Facebook and TikTok as Anisha Alexandria. All right. And I have all of her information down in the show notes. Thank you all for joining this week. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're on podcast land, go ahead and head on over to Love Unscripted HD on YouTube, where you can see the full video for this episode. Also, if you're looking for a relationship community where you have weekly access to licensed psychiatrists, therapists, marriage and family therapists, clinical social workers, relation, certified relationship counselors and certified coaches head on over to wakeupinlove.com where we'll be every week that's where y'all can ask me questions you'll be able to ask jamel questions and we're just going to keep growing i just want to say once again thank you all for an amazing week i hope you all have a great start to your week guess what listen we may not have all the answers but we will have the conversation i'll see y'all next time peace